at the end of the day, you know, when you're, when you are creating a movement practice that is for you, that is not in performance for anyone else, the most important thing is how does this feel and forget how it looks. Come with me, we will look inside Health and wellness redefined Welcome back to the Shut Your God Up podcast. This is your host, Kristen, and if you're new here, we are redefining health and wellness by talking about all the shit that people don't talk about. Uh, today we are having Mel from Grow Your Love Space, who is an embodied healing mentor on the show, and we're talking about breaking movement norms and really just diving into a space of movement that is liberating. I have super enjoyed watching her growth and journey on Instagram, really stepping into moving and flowing in a way that feels good to her and not necessarily in a way that's taught by society or that society says you should move. Um, She is recently off the gram, so you'll be able to binge all of her Instagram content, but if you want to find her, you'll have to find her on YouTube where she is talking about intentional womanhood or her website, growyourlovespace.com. But without further ado, I am so stoked to introduce this conversation to you and really just dive into this topic because I think it is so important being able to move with intention and move in a way that feels good instead of moving in a way that you feel like you should move. Um, So yeah, here's Mel. So today on the podcast, we have Melanie from Grow Your Love Space. She's an embodied healing mentor and I will let her explain kind of what she does, but I'm really excited to connect with her and just have a free-flowing conversation about movement today. So welcome to the podcast, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So as she said, I am an embodied healing mentor and guide, and my work centers around, first it centers around reminding you that you have the innate ability to heal yourself and returning to that through your body so through embodied practices and specifically i talk about intuitive movement and mixing that with mudra which are hand gestures and um and guided meditation just really practices that help you engage with and be in relationship with and conversation with your body are these beautiful ways that we can really ignite that self-healing power and we've forgotten we've been conditioned to really forget um, that we have that ability so that's really what my work centers around yeah i love that i've been following you for a while but um i remember we were just talking about the conversation we had and you were doing a free flow and it was just so inspiring to me to be able to like watch you on your mat just kind of doing your own thing because i feel like there's so much pressure around what working out and movement should look like um, in, in the society that we live in and what moves you should be doing and what types of workouts and how much you should be working out. And I really just love watching how free flow and in tune 
you are, especially with like tuning into your body, tuning into what you're feeling versus tuning out and listening to what the world thinks you should do. Yes. Thank you. You know, that has really been, I also think there's more detail to when we first started conversing on Instagram. I think what I, I made a story and I was sharing my movement, but the captions, I was saying that it took a while for me to get comfortable with moving in the way that felt good to me. I am a certified yoga teacher and I've taught, you know, traditional yoga for since 2016. And I came into yoga through Bikram and more traditional practices. And so it was, you know, the way the postures and the way it was ingrained into me. And so it found, it took me some time as a facilitator, but even in my personal practice to get comfortable with and like shedding the judgment of like, okay, I'm in this down dog, but my hips want to sway a little bit. Like I want to undulate a little bit. I want to add something so I can really feel the full capacity of this movement movement. And, and that's kind of where intuitive movement was birthed of your body doesn't, your body might necessarily not necessarily want the same kind of movement um, every day, whether mechanical or not. And so building that self-trust and again, like that inner listening to your body is what makes it so potent um, from day to day to fall into a movement practice that feels good and that serves you in that moment. Definitely. Yeah. Cause even just like doing yoga, like a lot of times if, if you don't follow that nudge to shake a little or whatever, whatever you're looking for, it can even feel like stiff and uncomfortable. And you're like, this is supposed to feel good, but it's not. And it's in like being able to trust where your body's guiding you is really mind blowing in a lot of ways. And which is, yeah, I definitely remember that conversation now on that post, because like, that's something I've been even experimenting with myself is like, trying to learn yoga from a standpoint of not being able to attend like in-person classes necessarily and and learn from instructors in the same way so I have that like internal judgment a little bit that's like am I even doing this right and then it's like the having that reminder of like does it feel right versus is it look right yes oh I love that. And, and that is like one of my statements, like forget, I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. My saying is fuck how it looks. How does it feel? Because, you know, we, our society, we're, we live in such a performative society, just, you know, performing in so many different ways and then add social media in there. And it's just like, forget about it. Um, and so there can be, and especially for women who are diving into something like intuitive movement or sensual movement, um, there is this expectation that they have about how it should look because they've seen someone else do it and they want to look like them, or they just want to make sure that it looks right. And at the end of the day, you know, when you're, when you are creating a movement practice that is for you, that is not in performance for anyone else, the most important thing is how does this feel and forget how it looks. And um, so I, I love that you said that because that's literally my mantra when it comes to movement. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and as far as like learning how to shift from one to the other, from trying to learn the moves, doing the things like 
to actually like tuning in, getting intuitive with it. Um, what's, do you have like some tips for people who are just starting that or like what's a good starting point? Um, how to really just kind of dive into that without necessarily knowing how to do it because nobody talks about how to do that. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. So um, it's so funny. I'm actually working on um, this one-on-one -on -one mentorship right now called Return to Body. And Return to Body is really all about exactly what you're talking about. And so for me, and this is my tip, and this is like me might be a, a like an off tip, but honestly, this is where it starts. So I think that there is this inkling of like, I want to just learn how to move my body like this, or I want to just learn how to be free and all of these things. And honestly, it doesn't necessarily start with just doing it. It starts with first questioning why you may feel uncomfortable doing that in the first place where like what conditioning or beliefs might you be holding on to that are you know maybe getting in the way of of um you feeling comfortable or safe to do this for yourself what has kept you from this up to this point like there's so much and i i like to say that it starts with self-study because so even if i think about this like even if i think about um I want to tap into my yoga practice every morning. Like that's what I want to do every morning. I want to do this every morning. And so you start, you can get into it. Like you might, you might do it for a few days. And then after a few days, it's like you fall away from it or you totally forgive it or you totally deviate away from it. And it's because, and a lot of times it's because one, like you don't really have a connection to it. It could have been something that you desired, but your why isn't there or what's your reason or your real intention for doing this. And that's what you have to stay connected to. So with this type of moving into like a more free flow and letting go of shame and judgment and fear around really embodying this relationship with yourself, you first have to, to study yourself um, and like start with that mental landscape before you can really get into like, okay, now I feel free and safe enough to dive into this in an enduring way. That was a long answer to your question, but that's my tip. Like I really, I really want people to understand that there's layers to this and it doesn't just, you know, it's, it's not something that you just fall into or tap into just because you want to. Like there's actually some studying of yourself that you want to do first. I love that because I feel like that can not only apply to but also be like a ripple effect to so many other pieces of your life because when you start to study yourself in the sense of movement you're going to also start to study yourself in all of the steps you're taking whether it be what you're eating the conversations you're having the people you have in your circle and it's just it really does start this whole like domino effect of just getting in touch and seeing if your life is truly like you're truly living the life that you're aligned and aligned with and want to be living and not the life that like people tell you you should be living. Bing, go. Bing, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> you said everything. No, you literally said it. And that's why I love to like in my mentorship, that's why that's where I love to start with things because it's like, all right, let's get clear on like, 
the belief and thought and mental landscape about this stuff before you just try to jump into it. You know what I mean? Like there's levels and layers. And this is this is the place that you start because, and see, even then as you develop this movement practice for yourself, as you develop this, you get to like work through and clear that stuff that's come up through your practice, right? Through moving all of this new stuff that you're learning and these shifts through your body. That's what really helps to make then this become or this new way of you thinking or moving and being become something that is locked in your body. It's, it becomes embodied because you're moving it through with intention. Totally, yeah, I've done a couple um, like releasing of trapped emotions that have been somewhere in my body. And even that's like, each time you clear a new layer, like there, the most recent one, it was like something that I took on from my mom when I was two years old. <laughs> and it was like harvested in my hip. And it's like the next day when I started to do some movement, it felt so different because I'm like releasing these different different things that have been in my body. And it's like, being able to flow and move with more intention allows you to also flow differently as your body, as your mind, as all of those changes come with it, because otherwise you're, you're kind of keeping yourself stuck. If you, if you think it should look the same way every single day, um, when really that's, that's not the case, even like what you were saying about waking up and doing yoga every morning is like, having these strict morning routines like doesn't allow for you to check in as much as like, what am I actually feeling today? Cause maybe I'm feeling yoga or maybe I'm feeling going on a jog or maybe, maybe I'm feeling doing nothing at all and just want to lay down and do some yoga nidra meditation or something. Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, you are, ta- you are, you are saying literally everything because you know, as human beings, we we are we are more like clay than we are like stone. Okay, and so from day to day, what our body needs, um, what our you know what our physical body needs, what our energy and emotional body needs changes from day to day. And when we get so stuck in a way of doing things or stuck in a way of being in relationship with our body, you're right. We really don't, we're not, so then we're not listening. So now we're moving from a place that's completely ego of like, well, I know what it needs. I really don't need to consult with it. I just know because this is what I'm going to (laughs) do. This is what like everyone says is the thing to do every day. So that's what I'm going to do. And you're not in a place of listening. You're not in a place of being you know, like really having a back and forth conversation with your body and giving it what it what it needs and what it wants from day to day. So it's just this beautiful practice of being so present with yourself that you, it's almost like you can hear what the suggestions outside of you are, but then you can tap in and say, wow, that does sound good, but that's actually not what I need. I consulted actually with my body and like, that's not it. And that can be hard, honestly, just with the way that our society is, that can be hard to, to rest in. It can be hard to, um, you know, walk and move in what's true for you versus what you are told should be true. That's, that's a hard unlearning. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, totally. I've even seen that with like my own coaching and I'm sure you've probably seen it a little bit in yours, but like, People, you know, sign up for coaching because they 
you know, they expect in some sense that a coach is going to tell them what to do and that makes it easier for them to know what to do. But really coaching is so much about guiding the client to teach themselves what to do and learn what to do. And it is a lot of that unlearning process. And I'm sure you've seen it in your own coaching that people are like, oh, wait, what? You're not going to just tell me what I need to be doing. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That is, that is the thing. It's so funny because yep, that's definitely it. They're looking to, and see, that's why I like to say guide and and mentor. Um, I use guide a lot because essentially that's exactly what it is. And what I think is so powerful about it is um, that as uncomfortable as it is, as as uncomfortable as it can be for a lot of people who are like, I just want you to tell me because again, man, this all goes back to just the way that we're conditioned even outside of like this subject that we're talking about, but we've just been conditioned to like be so disconnected from our own inner faculties um, and inner wisdom that it does. We've literally been taught to rely on someone else's wisdom, someone else's intellect, someone else's information, someone else's um, conclusions to to make our own, you know, to to then like base our decisions on. And um, so I think it's just so important what we do, and you probably do this with your clients as well, is just almost like putting the mirror on them like, no, so this is your time to <laughs> like actually shut that off for a bit and tune into a different way to navigate through this relationship with yourself in the world. And I love that because they're so uncomfortable, but the beautiful transformations that come when they allow themselves to do that, that's, that's the key. Yeah. And then it just spin balls into then doing that themselves before we even have to ask the questions or point out anything. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's funny because I recently watched, I don't know if you've heard of the Unbreakable movies series. It's Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. Um, So for anyone who doesn't know, they're kind of like these superhuman, superhero type beings. And it's a three-part movie series and it comes to the end and the end is talking, I can't even remember exactly, but like the end statement and kind of moral of the story type thing is like through the series of the movies has been kind of the world telling these people they don't have the capabilities they do. And it ends on this statement of like, if you can just embrace your inner capabilities, like without caring what people think and without the society telling you what you should or shouldn't be, like it was almost a message of like, that's, that's where the real power lies because the world is scared of that. The world is scared of us realizing just how powerful we are if we can tune in instead of tune out. And that's why the world wants to tell us what to do because (laughs) then they can keep control over how everything looks. But really there's so, so much power that comes from tuning in and getting our own inner guidance. Oh my gosh. And that's why I, you know, specifically around return to body, because it's it's literally essentially all that we're talking about. Like return to body is all of this work that we're talking about. And um, that's why I call this work revolutionary, you know, because sometimes we can, you know, as coaches, guides, mentors, we can um, minimize and underplay the powerful work that happens when our clients um 
tap into this like, oh, okay, well, let, I can actually figure this out. Like I'm getting used to this process with working with my guide or my mentor or my coach of coming to the answers for myself, even with the little guidance, but I'm getting used to this. Okay. And then, like you said, it kind of, it goes from our sessions or whatever time we have to with each other to then doing that in relationship, you know, with, with parents, with significant others, with people at work, just out in the world. And we can under, we can underplay how powerful that is. And we can underplay how like deeply revolutionary it is to have someone be so trusting of themselves, to be in so much communication with themselves, to be so deeply in self-study with themselves that they now are able to walk amongst the world completely safe and settled in what is true for them, regardless of what is being said or fed to them around, you know, around them. That's some revolutionary ass work. And I, I don't want us to minimize that. And I also just hope that, you know, people who are actually our clients going through that work that we guide them through, understand how deeply revolutionary it is to shift um, in that way. It's really big. It's, it's a, it's a big deal. I love how you put that about minimizing because it's, I mean, it is true, even, even minimizing it ourselves for the work we do ourselves or even our clients for the work they're doing for themselves. Cause it can feel like society wants to tell you it's selfish because you're spending all this time on yourself and, and that's another reconditioning thing in its own, but just feeling like by doing all this work, it's for yourself, but really it has such a big effect on the world. If you can tune in, tap in, get, get so clear with yourself. So trusting with yourself like that, that's a huge gift to the world because you show up so differently in your conversations and your work life. Like everything else is so, so different when you can come from a space like that. So um, yeah, it is, like you said, revolutionary, but then also just like completely, like, like I said, not selfish where the world wants to tell you it's also selfish, but it just makes a world of difference. Even for myself, like the days that I'm actually like tuned in and grounded, like everything goes so much smoother than if, you know, I'm just tuning outwards and listening to what everyone else says I should do or whatever, because then you're also not happy and you're not in touch with what's going on in your body. And then that's just a downward spiral versus an upward spiral. Oh my gosh. Yep. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And um, I think a really important thing to know is kind of like the undertone of what we've been saying, because we've, we've been talking a lot about just how conditioned we are, right, to do the opposite of what we're talking about and imploring you all to do um, who are listening to this. And um, I think that a big part of this is, is kind of like also the importance and I think responsibility that at least I place on myself as a mentor is to first educate people on, on all the ways that we've been conditioned around this subject. So that it, it's like, a, I, it like, it like can pull the wool back a little bit like, oh, wow. Cause then that's what, then that's what gets your wheels turning about like, huh, well, how long, like, do I think, do I actually think that is true? 
if it's yes, then okay. But if it's no, all right. So now there's like some space now. That's where the shift happens. So I really um, take great responsibility with like really creating space. Like I said, for this self-study first, this is always where it starts for me. Oh, emergency alert. Um, when, when I'm doing this work with, and, and I work primarily with women. So it, it always comes up in this work with, with women, um, just around, right. Returning to body and, um, being comfortable and not shameful and not guilty, you know, when it comes to actually taking that time to focus on, on themselves, but also really, um, supporting them through the process and journey of why that guilt and that shame and all of that is even present, <laughs> you know, cause it's, totally. yeah. Totally. And then the, the self-judgment and the body images, like all that, those pieces that fall into there too. Um, it's a lot when people take it on, but it's like you said, revolutionary and can make such a difference, not only in your personal life, but beyond that as well. Absolutely. That's why I was like, I, I just like, feel like I read all of your stories and resonate so deeply with them. Um, so I was excited that you agreed to come on to the podcast. Um, I know you said you're getting off Instagram. I am. You're trying to get off Instagram. I'm trying. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know you have a YouTube channel. Um, what are your, like, I'm curious, like, what your plans are moving forward or where, where your offerings are going to be? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are probably going to go search for you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> but I also want them to be able to find your wisdom elsewhere since you're going to be there a little bit less. Yes, 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 yes. I am definitely moving away um, from Instagram. It just feels like a, it's, it's, I'm just feeling a natural pull away from it to YouTube. Um, and my YouTube channel is called Growing With Mel. And so I focus on, um, I'm still talking about embodiment, right? In this process of returning to body, but all about, you know, personal and spiritual growth and then also intentional womanhood. Um, and so this all like meshes together. Um, so my offerings are all in the same place. They're all available on my site and I will always have links to them in the description box on my YouTube. Um, I think one thing that I'm still figuring out and I actually might ask my audience about this, especially on Instagram. Um, and you know, maybe you'll have a suggestion too, but I, I still want to show me in my movement practice, right? And being able to teach through that. That's what I, you know, did best I feel um, on Instagram is like actually teaching through showing my own movement practice. And so I'm just trying to see how that will translate onto YouTube. Um, I'm not sure. I still really want to do that. That was just a, a beautiful way to showcase my practice as a learning. Um, but I, I've got to figure out how that's going to translate onto yeah. YouTube. I'm not yeah, sure. I will say like one of the things that I love about not only you showing your movement is like the captions that you put with it are so, so powerful because you're not only educating and teaching, but it also shows a little bit of like your own internal dialogue through some of this and, and the things that come up for you because like all of this stuff isn't linear and no matter how practiced you are and how good good you are at it, we still have those little pops of old conditioning that come through. Um, so that's what I've really loved about 
not only just watching your movement, but like actually seeing some of like your captions through it. So I will say I have loved that on your stories, <laughs> but I do know YouTube has YouTube shorts, which is kind of like TikTok now. Yeah. So if you do th similar things like combine your stories and make a TikTok out of it, you can also do that on YouTube as like short videos that are kind of like stories. That's true. Yeah, I do. I do see the shorts function. That's a really, that's a good idea. I might end up doing that somehow because I really, yeah, I love sharing that and I don't want that to go away, go away simply because I'm moving away from Instagram. So that's a really good suggestion for me so I can keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love, I love watching that. And, and that's honestly like when we connected was, I mean, I've been watching your stuff for a while, kind of like one of those like quiet lurkers. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this just resonated so much. And I have to <laughs> have to have you on the podcast. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy that you asked me to be here. This is a, a great conversation. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you think is important along these topics um, or that you just are passionate about talking about that we didn't touch on? Um, yeah, I think, you know, really the important thing, and, and we definitely touched on it, is just that realistic starting place um, for this work around really comfortably and, and safely returning to your body. And, and that self-study piece, I just wanna push that as much as I can. That self-study piece is a big part of this, you all. I mean, just getting really clear on and, and re-evaluating, like really taking some time to re-evaluate um, and question, you know, and be critical about, you know, what, what do I even feel about returning to my body? Like, what does that even look like? And why, why now, you know, like just really getting curious about that. That's a, that's the beautiful place to start before you like dive into the doing. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think, you know, I think one thing that we maybe didn't talk about is just also, as you enter into this more um, intuitive and kind of free flowing um, movement, as you get more comfortable with that, just how it awakens, you know, your sensuality and your expression of your, your feminine and masculine energy, you know, um, and just how those things again permeate um, and move from your movement practice and add into the way that you move out into the world as well. So that's a big part of what I like to talk about when I'm talking about this movement too. Yeah, I love that because it really does, like once you really get tuned in, it's like then doesn't matter if you're free flowing on your mat or walking in through Target, you're still like more tuned in and not caring and just feeling yourself in a lot of ways and not really caring what's going on around you so I love that you touched on that and even just like for myself is like having that starting point and not being judgmental of even what it looks like because because if it is so seemingly unnatural to you at first like even five minutes might feel uncomfortable but if you can just do it then like Yes. then you're spending 30 minutes and you're like holy cow it's been 30 minutes already and you don't you're just so tapped in that you don't even realize how much time is going by so um 
on top of like the self-study and just really getting started is like allowing it to be what it is and how long it is because even that doesn't need to look a specific way exactly yep you said it you said it exactly 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 I love it embracing the discomfort is huge (laughs) it is key it is key because that's how you get to you know the other side like you you've You've got to be able to, you know, just grant yourself permission to move through that and know that it's a part of it, right? Like it's not, you're not doing anything wrong because you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, especially if it's a new practice, it's, it's a part, it's a part of it. And so, you know, that discomfort is to be honored as well. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you? I know we talked about, I'm going to link everything in the notes, um, but you said Growing With Mel is your YouTube? Yep. Growing with Mel on YouTube. Um, My website is growyourlovespace.com. And I'm sure by the time that this episode gets released, I'll still be on Instagram a little bit. So, you know, you want to check it out. Um, I'm growyourlovespace on Instagram. And yeah, I mean, the big thing that I am working on right now is obviously just establishing my YouTube channel and then my um, three month one-on-one return to body mentorship where we take three months to really move through pretty much everything that I said today, like starting with self-study and just getting acquainted with the conditioning that has been placed on us around a disconnection from our body and then really moving into embodying a practice and how that plays a role in your everyday life so it's going to be beautiful it's still under construction but I'm it's going to be available soon (laughs) I love that and you have a newsletter on your website right if people wanted updates yes yep yep you can subscribe to my newsletter yeah from the homepage of my um my website I'm still going to link your Instagram even if you're off Instagram by then because if they're like me, they might want to go binge watch all of what you have on there. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It'll still be up there. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.